We get a lot of people that can run equipment, but they can't finish. Hello, faithful listeners and new ones alike. It is Ryan here with the Skid Steer Nation podcast. Skid Steer Nation podcast is brought to you by Groundbreaking Growth. It's a division of Skid Steer Nation, but it is focused on working on your business on the back end, not actually in the field. Groundbreaking Growth is like a coaching slash consulting company. We work with you directly to help you structure, frame your business, how to market and advertise better, how to close more sales and scale by hiring properly. If you're interested or feel like you've been struggling with your business lately and you'd like some input or to learn more about the program, head over to groundbreakinggrowth.com. You can see what the program's all about. You can book a call. That call will be with me personally. And I guarantee you'll learn something from that call, whether you join the group or not. With no further ado, I want to introduce our guest this week. His name is Bo Clem. He's from the good old state of Oklahoma. I feel like we have a bunch of Okies on this show. Must be a lot of dirt work being done out there. He's from a town called Mustang, Oklahoma. He's not too far from Oklahoma City. And he started his business in 2020. So, Bo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Glad you could make it. To, thanks for squeezing this in on a, in the middle of a work day. I appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Clem Excavation and Land Services. Where'd the idea for that come from and how long have you been stewing on it before you actually started it? Oh, it, wasn't, it didn't take long. It's just uh, oil filled for many years and it was getting a little slow. And I had another fellow that was working with me and uh, he went and bought a piece of equipment and uh, he kind of he kind of talked me into to starting this thing. He wanted me to come help him on the side and. It kind of just went from there, a little snowball effect. Uh, word got out. I, I bought a little machine, and and uh, it seemed like uh, the plumber started calling and people who wanted me to dig electric lines. It just snowballed fast. And just were, you, were you primarily doing like work for new construction home sites? Yeah, Is that what the niche yeah. you kind of fell into at the beginning? Uh huh. Yep. New nice. construction, so I got into that, just doing the, start digging all the plumbing trenches and septics for a, for a home builder. And okay, it just, one thing led to another. And, and you're married with two children, correct? Correct. So as this side business is taking off and the idea of leaving your secure paying job, how did the family fall into that uh, thought process for you? And like, how did you... You know. it, it was it, it was we we struggled for the for several months trying to make everything work and uh we had to tight tighten the budget up you know to for everything to work out the way it did but it uh everybody supported me throughout through the you know through that little rough patch right there it, and it was like uh we started in the mid 2020 and it was slow and you know rough that first six months trying to get your name out there and let everybody know hey i'm in business and but uh first the year is when it really kicked off for us we picked up another home builder and uh, that's when really things things really took off nice so you left a full-time job and you were getting some work with the equipment but you weren't like going man i don't have time to do both so what was your deciding factor to say, you know what, it's time to not divide my attention and just go 100% in on the new business? 
you know, the oil field work, uh, all hours of the night, uh, being with the family, no family time at all, you know, oil field work. So that, that's what, that's what decided for me. Like we, we moved around enough. We, I've got a son that's been in four schools, five schools, you know, so, and the, my little girl, I didn't want her to go through that. So I was doing my best to, you know, make sure we could sit down in one spot for a while. So your motivating factor was family, not money. Right. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Do you find that because you were driven to do this for your family instead of to make money, like, were you more focused or did you work harder on it? Did you notice any difference? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I wanted this, to, I wanted to succeed on my own. My, I came from a, my dad owned businesses and more or less trying to follow in his footsteps also. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I just find like when you have a purpose, you like, you just have a little bit bigger fire mm-hmm. and like the roadblocks aren't as big. Like you find a way to get over them, um, right. find a way to persevere and keep the persistence moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like anything good in life, Bo, like you your firsthand spirit to this, but, like if you persist long enough, you will create you will. opportunities. You will. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, and your wife, like it didn't cause any stress at home between. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, we remain stressed. <laughs> <laughs> it become yeah. When, when the chaotic becomes a new norm, right? Yep. Oh, that's funny, man. That's funny. So since 2020, where have you taken the business in three short years? Uh, we work for this, you know, we do a lot of home builder stuff. So we, you know, I went from myself to having, multiple employees now. So, so we, we, we're still growing. That's fantastic. And like, like by multiple employees, like two or three or yeah, like three, three to four or five. Just we've had set, you know, up to five, six at a time. So. Okay. And are you, are you hiring based on need for specific projects or like, are you fluctuating from three to seven because of the quality of the person and the fit with the company? That, that is another thing right there. We've, we've went through, I can't even, I can't even think of how many people we've went through that uh, has applied, came on with us and we've gave them a task to do that. They said they could do and we we could never get it achieved. So yeah, we've we've had to get through some people. Have you, are you at a point now where you kind of look back at who you hired and how you interviewed them and, and all that? Are you changing your approach? Are you still just saying, no, yes, yes. Shotgunning it until we find the right guy. Now we've changed, we changed how we're doing it now. So can, can we talk about that a little bit? Like, like kind of walk me through like the first few hires to like the way you're hiring today. Uh, well, the first, you know, the first few was, you know, we, we was kind of desperate. So we needed just, Hey, they said they could do the job. So we brought them on and try and turn them loose and we get them out there, you know, and I try to give everybody those chances to, uh, you know, Show show us what you can do, but uh, we we just we we had so many people that that couldn't. We get a lot of people that can run equipment, but they can't finish. And I, I'm in the the home builder is in the finishing game. We got to be able to finish finish dirt work, finish yeah. it out. So how do you hire now, or like what what qualities are you looking for in people now? If they we we look for finishers, like we almost do like a tryout almost, you know, and. You know, I, I I tell everybody up front. You know, if you can't do it, then you know we just I don't I don't. Uh, it's hard to say here. Uh, 
We have don't waste your time or mine. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not waste everybody's time. You know, I, yeah. I hire everybody in the world to come move dirt, but I, I can't have 12 people moving dirt on location and and nobody that can finish the job. Yeah. So you're you're more focused on experience and quality of work than anything else. Right. Has that created any like issues with team members because like their views and their culture, their ideologies are different, or do they they seem to have you been lucky and they mesh well together? We we've had a little bit of, of that in the past where that people don't see eye to eye, I guess you might say, but we've yeah. all worked through it and it's been it's been that's good. awesome. I, I just have found a lot of guys when you hire solely on experience, like you're kind of bringing in like, you know, an alpha level operator. He's got enough experience. He knows he's good at what he does. He right. knows he's worth, he's, he knows he's worth his salt. And if you mix, I, I've just found if you mix too many of those together, like blindly, it usually turns into like a little bit of a struggle where mm -hmm. they're trying to all be the alpha on the team Right. I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me what I'm doing. Don't tell uh -huh. me my mistakes because they're yeah. not wrong. And, and like it just I, I've seen some companies fall into that where then it just kind of erodes the whole company. And it's you really got to manage it. So I was just wondering if bringing in that type of employee for you is is, is if you've seen any of that firsthand. Mm -hmm. I, I, I try to set everybody straight, too. So I'm, I'll, I will set somebody straight real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so. so are you doing primarily work for home builders? Is that your like bread that's, and butter that, that's our primary we've we've started doing a lot more uh private work here recently mm -hmm. and, uh, that's what we're, we're trying to grow so we're, we're hiring a few more people now and trying to to branch out in that aspect Let, let's talk about that like what's your what's your growth plan like are you just going to be doing the same type of work finish grading utilities and that for private homeowners or are you expanding your services also we're, we're getting more into the forestry side too. We're going to start get, getting the forestry side ponds. We're going to take off in that area is what we're looking to do. Nice. So you're looking for people with like larger pieces of property that want to do some, some transformation projects, whether yes. it be land clearing or, or mm -hmm. recreational or fishing. With right, the pond. right. Very nice, man. Um, how long have you been kind of focusing some attention on that? Oh, we've, we've uh, been working on it about probably about the last six, six months or so. And have you seen anything similar like what you saw when you started your business? Are you starting to see that six month spring of business? Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you were to tell somebody like, Hey, give it six months to a year, would that be your advice? Like if they were struggling in month three? Uh -huh. Yep. I'd like, say six months to a year. Yeah. It, and what, yeah. what, what does your grind look like for that first six months? Like what, what tasks are you doing on a daily or weekly basis to ensure that you'll get that spring in business down the road? Quality of work. Quality of work. Quality of work. So right. above anything and everything else, your your mission is attention to detail, and then yes. the rest will work itself out. Yep. Nice. Have you found? I'm assuming if you're focused on quality of work, I'm assuming that you are not the lowest priced. I am not. I tell everybody, I, I I'm not. Yeah. Quality of work. And then how 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 does that affect? You know, how how do people in your area, like out out in that Oklahoma area, are they more are they more, is it a blend of people who want a, a cheap service and oh, yes. high quality or is it forcing, is it leaning one way or the other? It, it It's both, it's, it's, you know, it's probably a 50, 50 deal out here. You know, I, I would, you know, some people were like, just get it done. And other people were, you know, 
we want it to look like a golf course. So yeah, I, I would rather every job look like a golf course. Like, you know, I, I, I just, I'm OCD, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the good ones are man. Like it's, it's, and again, like you don't have a product, like you're the, the visualization of the service you provided is uh-huh. what people judge you by. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of good business owners do have that same quality where they're just fixated on the detail and the attention to it. Because at the end of the day, that's what people see and that's mm-hmm. how they're going to judge you, you and your business. All right. So you got into forestry mulching. I'm going to dig back into the same question, just a different approach. You, you decided you're going to do some forestry mulching. Obviously attention to detail is what you're focused on, but what did you do to start getting opportunities to provide estimates and then to close those estimates to actual jobs because you weren't getting word of mouth because you weren't known for that. No, I just, I, through, through the home building, I was able just to save up the money to, to buy, to buy that machine. And that just allowed me to start doing some stuff for, for, uh, for them, for clearing some areas for them. And then I just Facebook, Facebook it, you know, share it on there. And then, you know, I, I get calls from there, word of mouth. These um, these these home builders, these real estate people, they see you have that, and they're they always, you know, they're spreading it for you too. So yeah, they see your work, and they're like, so and so's got this. They can clean all that up. You know, is this more from the 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 builder side of things, or from the realtor side of things? When you say in the realty, in in the in it, that? both both both. Mm-hmm. Have you done any any like meet and greets or any events with realtors to to have conversations and kind of network with them? I, I haven't. I've been invited to several, but I, I have not had a chance to to go. Gotcha. So this is all just kind of organic. Like you're just going to focus on the work and mm-hmm. get it going. So that's fantastic. So did you do any cold calling or anything else? Or do you just... In the, in the beginning, yes, cold, yes, cold calling. Yeah, I probably called every plumber in this in the city. <laughs> yeah, and that's that persistence we talked about, right? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a reason every you started doing builder, utility work it, is because went on and and got on every home builder site and registered, and I called. We called everybody. I made hundreds of phone calls. Yeah, looking back at those hundreds of phone calls, like, do you do you ever look at it and go, "Wow, that first phone call I made was terrible." Oh yeah. By the hundredth, like it was such a better pitch and presentation of who I am and who my business is. Yeah. It just yeah. it just took that one person to give me that chance and I was and that, that's what did it. That's what did it for you? Yeah. Yeah. I just remember I read, I read somewhere not too long ago and and it just made me chuckle because I remember thinking back to this podcast too for myself. So I was relating it to myself, uh-huh. but basically the ad said your first sales call is going to suck. Your first email is going to suck. Your first uh-huh. podcast is going to suck. Your first uh-huh. time you operate a skid steer is going to suck. But you can't get to great if you don't have a beginning. Uh-huh. You know, so it's kind of like you just got to endure that suck. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. got to suck, right? Um, I, We always joke with the guys we work with. And I'm like, yeah, you need to start posting more and using this format to kind of tell some stories. And they're like, oh, I'm not very good at that. I'm like, well, you're not going to be. Like, it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. That's how you get better, you know. I mean, yeah. Same thing with, you know, I mean, first time you were in a skid steer, I don't know how old you were, whether you were 5, 10, 15, or 20. I mean, yeah, you weren't good in it. No, 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 no. <clears throat> many, you, know, you just, had a, you, you just yeah. liked it, so you wanted to keep doing it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's the tasks that you don't necessarily like or outside of your comfort zone is when you got to have that mental check to go. You just got to keep doing it. Right. 
you know, because it would have been very easy, I'm assuming, for you to stop making phone calls after five or six. Oh, yeah. There was there were some times where I was like, man, I'm gonna have to go back and do what I was doing. Yeah. But, so you just got to kind of push through and, and commit to making those phone calls. Yes. And it was during, you know, uh, during that fall, winter and, you know, and Christmas coming up and everything. And I was, we were almost living like check to check for a little bit. So, yeah, that's, and that in itself provides like a crazy level of stress. Yes. And I was just, that just encouraged me to start. I just made more phone calls, more phone calls. Yeah. So, yeah so I, mean, I think you really get to a tipping point where you either you're going to die trying and keep making those phone calls where you just kind of get to that point where you kind of self implode and you kind of like don't know what to do next. And it gets worse. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's like a razor's edge, right? Like when you get to that point, it's easy to fall either way. And, and if you're not aware of where you're at mentally, you know, it's, I I've seen, a, I've heard stories of a lot of guys that kind of like they lose it there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that financial stress, just like a road, they don't sleep. So now their health's terrible, you know, right? their relationships are rocky because I'm sure they're acting edgy and short and angry, not at them, but at the business, but it affects the relationships. The next thing you know, you've just taken your whole life and you're slowly eroding all the pieces of it based on one thing you're focused on. Mm hmm. Did you notice that you the like, you said every day is stressful in your relationship? But like, did you notice a heightened level of tension between you and your wife, like during that time when you were grinding and living check to check? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, probably tension between me and everybody <laughs> <laughs> on on a mission, and you know, and I got one thing in my mind, and you know, we're just trying to, I'm, I'm, and I just had it set in my mind, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make this work no matter what. Yeah. So, did you have to sacrifice a lot of family time to make it work? Yes, I, I did miss a lot of stuff, actually. You know, was that intentional? Like, hey, I know I'm going to sacrifice for the next year, but I'm going to be yeah. able to gain so much in the future. Was it like an intentional sacrifice? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I That's just awesome. had to build everything up. Yeah, I was, I, I, I've got a bad habit. I, I, should, I should not say it's a bad habit, it's a good habit. Like, but I like to go through and like kind of, go through your personal and your business Facebook pages because I want to learn about you Uh in addition to like the the information you provided us for the podcast episode. And there was a post that you made and it made me, that's why I asked that specific question, but basically you're saying you're going to spend 70% of the time that you spend with your kids by the age of 12, 90% by the age of 17 or 18. So Uh stop, stop being so busy and start being present. Yeah, I I heard that a long time ago. Actually, like my grandpa always said, hey, when I was working in the oil field, just he told me to quit working so much. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it ain't worth it. But no, and 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 it's it, it's you know like my father passed away last year, and like throughout uh-huh. the process of him going into hospice and us being there and taking care of him, I did a lot of that same reflecting, kind of like re- similar to that post. Mm-hmm. Be like, wow. I only saw him what for an afternoon here or for a day or two here since I've been yeah. 20 years old. Cause I didn't live at home and I didn't live in the same town. Yeah. So like, I mean, I'm looking at that going, wow, I bet that was closer to 93%, 94% uh-huh. for me. Right. Um, and then I heard a guy talk about it, like, as he was our age, well, he's my age. I don't know how old you are, Bo, but I'm in my mid forties. Right there behind you. Okay, you're right there. But he <laughs> talked about he started looking at his family with like especially his parents. 
He's like, all right, my parents are 73 years old. You know, the uh -huh. average lifespan is 79 or 80. So I've got seven or eight more, se six or seven more years that I'm right. able to spend time with them. He's like, I see him twice a year. So that means I'm only going to see my parents 14 more times before they pass. Right. And like when you look at it that way, uh -huh. it's just eye opening. And for him, that that'll made him prioritize an, an extra visit or two extra visits a year. Right. Because he wanted to expand that number to 20, 25, 30. But it's things you don't think about. Like when I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's And I'm like, wow, he's absolutely right. I see my parents three times a year and they're 78 years yep. old. I've got six oh, more yeah. times. Yeah, it's uh, uh yeah, yeah. I, this when I started this, I uh, I wish I'd have made it more of a priority to go see mine too, you know, or my my dad. So, yeah, it. Uh, but that's the thing. Like when you decide to start a business, like you've got to be aware of that you are going to make a short term sacrifice for long term gain. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and the guys that go out there looking for short term money, they have long term sacrifice. Uh-huh. You know, like you've got to build that foundation. You've got to build those relationships or, you know, whatever that was. Like for you, it was relationship building and quality of work. Right. Right. So like, but without that, you don't get to where you are today. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you get a six month or a year sacrifice where even when you're present, you're probably not mentally present because it's all business. But now you're able to like take a break on a Tuesday afternoon to come have a conversation with us because you've structured the business to a way but it's not requiring you to do everything every minute of the day. It's, it's, yeah, it's getting people who can work on their own. Don't have to have babysit everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the goal of owning a business, right? Like I always make the comment, if you have, if you're reliable for every aspect of the company, you don't have a business. You just have a job with a lot of stress, you know? And not necessarily that you need employees, but like you could, you know, if you've got it, you could hire third party companies for parts of the job, right? So, but if you're doing all the marketing, all the bookkeeping, all the material ordering, all the maintenance, like you, you don't have a business, you have a job. Right. But if you're bringing a mechanic in to do some work and you're paying somebody to do your bookkeeping, you've got a company hired for marketing so you can focus on three or four other areas of the business. Now, now you've got a business because it's, it, you're not doing everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and then some guys are happy being the only guy in the field. Awesome. That's success. Right. But, um, you know, for me, I, I would want to be able to say, hey, I can take a vacation this week and we can still mm -hmm. generate revenue. May not be maximum, but it's not going to be a zero. Right. And it sounds like you've built that type of business for yourself or uh -huh. if you needed to yeah. leave for a couple of days. As long as you did all the detail work up front, the guy should be able to figure it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's all. How does that make you feel? Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, we just we just went on vacation here recently, so it was it was nice to. How did that go? Like, how did the business operate without you while you were gone? It went great, actually. We got a guy who takes care of stuff. So you came back to zero issues or headaches zero, or road bumps issues. or anything. Everything's done way way we need it to be. That's awesome. That's awesome. Again, going through your Facebook page, you know, we talked about the the, the quote about spending time with the kids, but, you know, I, I want to say, ask this, is it a fair assessment to say that Bo Clem at his core is a family man? He enjoys the rodeo. You, you are lifting other people up. I notice you share a lot of your friends' businesses or ventures they're doing in your area. And then I would, I would end this with the most important one for you is that, you know, your faith, you're a man of God. God first. Is that a pretty fair assessment of, of Bo Clem? Yeah. Yep. God, family. Yeah. 
we we, we say the same thing with our team too man like god family then business yeah how is your how is your relationship with god helped you through this last three years oh man that's if we if we didn't have that then we wouldn't have nothing yeah do you find that you talk to him outside of the hard times too oh every try to do it every day every day every day that's awesome i know there's some people out there that might be listening to this that aren't religious but you know i am and you are so it's it's a topic that that i'm not afraid to discuss a little bit yeah um i found that because of my faith in him that it makes it a little bit easier to be grateful and then that gratitude makes the hard times a little easier yeah i i agree i i think uh I, there's been some times where i i kind of got away from you know thinking about him every day or just what what we do uh in our in our daily lives we 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 have to remember to put him first and and thank him every day and i've noticed when i do i feel like when I, I when i when i put god first i feel like things are easier for me yeah i totally agree with that the days that i start journaling and i do my moment of gratitude and some other things Right. He's always included in that, but I feel like the whole day is set up for success. And I can tell, I can tell you at two in the afternoon by the day I'm having, whether I journal or not in the morning. Yep. Yep. I, I try to start my day off with watching some kind of message. I watch Jack Hibbs a lot. Yeah. I and saw that morning, you shared quite a bit of his stuff on, uh, on your page. In the morning when I get up, I, I usually, I'll, I'll start Jack Hibbs with my coffee. Yeah. I'll I actually listen to, to I actually listen to an Oklahoma boy. Yep. Yep. Craig Rochelle. So he's, he's based out in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome, man. The thing that I, I was really, I loved is like you promoting your friends' businesses, like, like even your friend with the lawn care business, like there's a 50, 50 shot that guy grows and ends into an excavation company and you're still cheering him on and wanting people to use his services. And I love that about people like the good, the good people aren't afraid of competition, right? Like they want to lift I, others up. I want them. everybody to succeed. No yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, having that approach just, it makes people help you more because they see you helping others, mm -hmm. you know, being a man and you're in the same boat, I'll bet money on it. We love giving help, but man, we hate asking for it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'm the first one to tell your buddy when they sell their house, yeah, let me know what day you're moving. I'll make sure to bring the truck and the trailer and we'll, we'll get that thing knocked out. And then I go to move and they're like, Hey, let me know when you want to help move. And I go, I did it yesterday. They're like, why didn't you call? I'm like, ah, I could do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Uh-huh. So bad. So you said you use Facebook a lot for advertising. And I always like to talk a little bit about marketing. So I think that's one area a lot of business owners struggle in, especially in the first two to five years, because you don't come from any marketing background. Right. How are you using Facebook to generate business for, for you? I just I just share share our some of our daily activities. Uh, I mean, I, I run a little ad every now and then. I can only run so much because we, we we get overwhelmed and uh, we we can't keep up. So, gotcha. There's, there's uh, last year I probably didn't run run any ads, or there's sometimes where I, I don't run anything because I know we can't keep up with the all the home building we have going on. So yeah, I noticed that you weren't running ad, any ads currently. And I wanted to ask you about that. Like, do you ever run ads or is it just a period where you're not doing Sometimes it? Sometimes I do. I just got the phone with a guy this morning, another business owner, and he's talking about running some ads. And I said, I might throw one out there, you know, just just to stir the pot. 
but yeah uh, but what's an ad look like for you when you do a facebook ad i i usually just put one of our projects on there you know that we're doing a I might start doing some of these uh, forestry type mulching projects we're doing, we're starting to do. And I think I'm going to dive off into that a little bit more. So, and then you just offer a phone number for them to call if they're interested. Uh-huh. Or, and how right. many people actually call you versus send you a message on Facebook? We, we get so many messages. That's, and I, and I, and I tell them to, to call because we need, they always, they always want to know a price. I'm like, there's so much more to just giving you a price over this message where are you located you know yeah. the, the trees were taken down with the terrain so if you're open to it i've got one piece of advice i'd love to share with you if you're open to it everything we do has a has a goal right so like you create the ad on facebook and its goal is to start a conversation with a customer mm-hmm. what the customers are telling you is that they're wanting to start that conversation on messenger so instead of trying to create more friction for the customer, because that's who we got to keep happy, how do we change your script or your messages to get them to give you a phone number? Because your goal is still to talk to them live. Right. right? Yeah. So instead of fighting with them and struggling with them on the message of like, no, I need to talk to you or this or that. Like, how do we create, how do you create some sort of a, a framework for you to message them? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe it's one or two simple questions to get the get some conversation rolling and then ask for their phone number so you can get more details on the project. I, I mean, something to that might be beneficial for you. You know, it's like when we do our advertising, when we send an email out, the, the goal of the email is to get them to the website. The website's goal is to inform them enough to put it in the shopping cart. Like, right. And when I started looking at everything having one simple task, it allowed me to figure out the process for that better. Mm-hmm. And um, the more friction you put in between the customer and the end result, the lower success rate you have. Right, right. You know, there's a reason that the guys say, hey, if you watch too much TV, every time you get done with it, unplug it and put the cord in another room in a drawer. You'll watch a lot less TV because we're so lazy. We don't want to go get the cord and plug the TV back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that would be my two cents on, on uh-huh. that it's just like looking at it from that perspective like the ads uh-huh. goal is to start a conversation the market's going to tell you where they want to have that conversation mm-hmm. and then it's up to you to figure out how to get what the market wants and maneuver it to get what you need which is right. mm-hmm. awesome what does clem excavation and land services look like in 2026 oh hopefully a few more people and uh still still cruising along you know I, what what's the 20 year goal is it is it to stay in that five to ten employee range and just be really good at what you do or is there aspirations of large expansion or i would i mean i'm i've looked i'm looking into it you know the the larger expansion of stuff like that uh i just some things i gotta learn myself to do to do to to grow that next you know 20 people or 30 people so yeah the bigger the bigger size projects yep i would say your best person to learn from is the guy that's already doing it right now mm-hmm. and just finding it any chance you can coffee lunch drink after oh, work, yeah. whatever it is but you'll get more knowledge out of an hour with him than 10 hours on youtube right yep so well that's awesome man oh let's 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 talk real quick <laughs> i think you talked about 
a terrible experience of like hitting utilities on a job site. Yeah, I hate utilities. <laughs> I, I've got a sneaking suspicion you're you're not the only one. Oh, people call me to dig around utilities. I'm like, no. Will you tell them no? Some of them, yes. I was like, no, I don't, I don't want no part of it. Yeah. Because uh, everything, I feel like, like these, some of the utilities are just poorly, I hate to say it, but they're, they're poorly placed where they need to be in, in, in the ground from on a grade, from where a grade's going to be. We get, we get a lot of that where the neighborhood is not quite too great yet. And they're coming to put these utilities in and they're not in the right spots, you know, that they should be deeper or whatever the case may be, or they've marked yeah. a lot here and it's over here. And, and, uh, yeah, I have, recently I got a call to dig around some utilities and, and I just, I passed, passed the, passed it along to somebody else. I just, it's like, it ain't worth it to me. Yep. I, and I like that. I mean, I think that's the sign of growth in your business is like when you know what you're willing and what you're not willing to do, and it's okay to say no. We, we, yeah, we, we don't have the equipment for that. Uh, you know, a hydro rack to uncover some stuff like that, or yeah. the manpower for somebody to get down there and dig all day, uh, you know. Yeah. So. I'm not that's fantastic, man. I think I think that shows like good vision for you and where you where you're at and where you want to go, and and that's pretty awesome. Well, Bo, that's great, man. Uh, I I really think want to thank you for spending some time with us today and yeah, uh, yeah. sharing your story. I I think there's a lot of people out there that have either just started or getting ready to start, and they're dealing with a lot of the same problems you had, whether they to make the commitment to go full time or to persist in in doing tasks that seem like getting you nowhere, even though you're going to get a springboard effect later. And just to hear it from a guy that's out in the field that walked that exact walk could make a difference in someone's life. So thanks for coming on and sharing all that details with us today. Yeah, no problem. Excellent. Well, guys, if you liked what you heard, don't forget that we do have a full podcast with multiple episodes. So please subscribe. And um, if you really enjoy the show, I just ask that you share it, share it on your social media sites, talk about it with your friends. That's how we grow our business. And that's how you can help us keep delivering more content by letting us know that people out there like what we're doing. Um, feel free to shoot us some messages on social media too. If there's something that resonated with you, we'd love getting that feedback from you guys. That's how we can make the show better. Um, so until next week, take care.